0: The internet and welcome to season 170, episode one of John Daily
1: Guys, yeah!
0: production of iHeartRadio. Radio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, February first, twenty twenty-one. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka Here Comes My Son. Do 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 do. Here comes my son, and I say, "How was school?" Do 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 do. Little Colin, you've been on Zoom all lonely winter. Little Dylan, you are my pink, large, average son. Uh, that is courtesy of Bro- Brody Gupta on Twitter. Uh, she wrote that first part and said, What Weird Al does isn't hard. Uh, <laughs> and I beg to differ, Brody. Uh, the shit is... Very, uh, it takes it takes a feather light touch, uh, like what you just heard, uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host,
1: Mr. Miles Gray. Now in the industries? There are Nazis and lots of people with guns. No place for Trump to spew bullshit. QAnon march on Capitol Hill. Oh no, we're gonna walk down to the fascist boogaloo and watch them all get COVID. Okay, (laughs) shout out to at literate platyp one literate platypus for that electric avenue, aka. What a song that was! That was a jam. Wasn't Um, there a, a like a Fuji's? sort of remix of it with like John Forte, I want to say, like in the like 98, I could have swore there was a John Forte Electric Avenue with Kaimani Marley, I want to say, but who knows? I I could just be a kid blacked out on old records I got from Backside Records in Burbank.
0: Backside classic is that Mm -hmm. because they would sell it out of the back of the store
1: well it was like janky but what happened was it was all promo cds from the industry so basically like a and r people and like interns would drop off stacks of new cds from the labels and you knew they were all the the promo copies because everything was etched out so right We were talking about that Method Man album, the one where he crossed, you know, he jumped the shark. I bought that one there at Backside for like, because the the dope thing about Backside is you could you had the satisfaction of opening a new CD for like a third of the price because they were just illegally selling promo CDs. So that's amazing. Shout out to
0: them. Did they have the little drill through it? To
1: oh yeah, oh yeah, Yeah. and like white label vinyls and stuff. I got my um, uh, Weezy Clubbing. Ice tea vinyl there that I, okay. I rocked one of my first parties with i had to get the single because i needed the instrumental for a longer intro y'all know how it is on the ones and twos
0: well uh we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and talented person who's probably uh, the most likely guest we've ever had to know what the fuck you're talking about right there yeah. uh she is the hilarious the talented the brilliant molly lambert
2: I'm trying What's to give a song parody. What's up, guys? Uh, stop in GameStop. GameStop <laughs> in the name of the stock market. Before nice. you crash the stock market. <laughs> before
1: you take my yacht. <laughs> hey, stop! Stop take it! Their with yachts.
2: this.
0: With What's this up, guys? What's up, guys? Stock manipulation. What's up, Molly?
1: How are you?
2: I am good.
1: There's you think there'll be a new movement just like walking down Wall Street and starting to pat people's pockets? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you see a guy yeah. in a suit, you're like, What's up, homie? What you got for me? Like, oh my gosh, what's
2: going oh, on? Oh yeah. I'm gonna show up uh in costume as the Brave Girl statue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the brave girl from Brave. The brave no, girl. No, no. I in do look like the dress. Brave
2: Girl from Brave, but right. there right. is a statue they put up of like it's like a little girl boss and she's like standing uh looking at the bull and being yeah. like mm, i'm gonna girl get boss. you bull girl boss so yeah everybody <laughs> uh give give the girl boss their money give it
0: up for yeah. girl bosses um, yeah. i
2: also am into just bringing back like pick pottery yeah you yeah. know
0: <laughs> yeah
1: hell yeah you mister, oh, pick pick I uh, a? pick, pick, po- po- pick, pick pottery. Pick- Pickpocketry, Pick-pocketry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Pickpocketry, yes. The forgotten art. Yeah. Arts. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean but pretty pretty uh like whenever you go anywhere that has like trains, you got yeah, still got pockets. <laughs> yeah. I
0: uh <laughs> my first time in New York when I Uh-oh. lived in uh <laughs> since I was younger. I I lived in New York when I was like six, seven, but then uh as a as a teenager, uh When I lived in Kentucky, my friends and I went to New York and I claimed that I had been pickpocketed and they were like, oh shit, that's wild. And then they eventually learned that I actually just had like a 20 in the waistband of my basketball shorts and they are like, nobody pickpocketed that, man. That just like fell out of your basketball shorts, you dumb
1: fuck. You had Um, had waistband money with no pockets?
0: Yeah, no pockets. Just Uh, a little 20 in my
1: waistband.
2: You're asking for the Artful Dodger, to <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pick, it clearly fell out. Huh? Come pick right. a
2: pocket or two.
1: I remember uh, those days. That's like when I used to wear only Nike basketball shorts before they wised up and put pockets in put them. Pockets, so yeah. I would be wearing, like, Cincinnati Bearcats shorts, no pockets, and, like, 80 bucks in my waistband, like, yeah. pinned to my torso because I had... But I was really careful about that shit because I could oh i i lost i remember i lost a five once riding my bike and i after that i always kept track of my waistband i
0: just blamed i blamed it on uh pickpockets every time it's like <laughs> these so damn pickpockets that uh time square <laughs> <laughs> the, like i was wearing boxers too back then so like
2: you I, were like, like warriors nothing. came through like a yeah, gang exactly. and clown right. makeup
1: just yeah, exactly.
2: appeared on roller skates and uh took you remember money those
1: guys who are dragging their hockey sticks all menacingly on the ground as they walk <laughs> towards us uh that
0: that needs to become a reality now that we're living in this world that uh, bears a striking resemblance to lots of different works of uh dystopian fiction we need to start dressing up as like themed gangs that i were, mean
2: like, that's uh what the capital storming yeah. seemed like a little bit
1: loose collection yeah but yeah. just
0: like not very well designed like their theme was all uh like dot matrix printer uh camo and red hats like it was, it was- a little
2: bit clown gang though I had just watched yeah. uh, Batman Returns and right oh, right right saw yeah. a lot of similarities with kind of just the roving clown gang
1: right so you want to see like the visco cam people like march on the Capitol so there's a little <laughs> bit more aesthetic to it right.
0: <laughs> all right Molly, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners what we're talking about. We're going to do a little sedition update, check in with the insurrectionists, how they're being treated. We'll uh, take a look at Frank Biden, the Frank Stallone of the Biden administration, the Proud Boys leader who is dropping dimes for the FBI, like uh, John Stockton, uh, Jewish space lasers. We'll talk about those. We'll talk about... Everything bagel, ice cream, which I'm going to be uh, taste testing this weekend. I, I have to. If it's not sold out. I mean, and we'll we'll check in with what we've been watching, you know, uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Molly, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are?
2: Oh, uh, I was just reading about how the mini moon is going to disappear. Earth has a mini moon. We got two moons, a moon and a mini moon. The mini moon is about to fly away from our orbit forever. There's so a mini moon? Yeah, there's a mini moon. What
1: the f- And now I'm fine-
2: You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Right? What? Where you is know. it? How
0: come I've never seen it? Or have I seen it and thought it was regular moon?
2: Uh, Because it's mini, I think.
0: Okay. Oh, why. man.
2: It's, it's so small. It's called SO2020.
0: SO2020's leaving?
2: Yeah. Uh, we we just learned it was God. a rocket booster that has been orbiting earth for about 60 years and it's going to drift off forever next month.
1: Oh, so we're finally going to spin it off into some other unfortunate planet. Yeah. Cool. It's
2: Wait, tent- it was a
0: rocket booster from like when we from the, from the space race?
2: From the 60s, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Apparently, I don't know the right. about it.
2: Um, oh, so I don't feel that bad.
1: It's, no, no. it's, it's just space, space trash. trash that got yeah. a better name, yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean isn't the moon just space trash?
1: Thank you. Th- finally mean that someone as says it. a
2: compliment. Like Oh, don't <laughs> tell that
1: to my moon gang out there. <laughs> yeah. No,
2: no, it's pro moon, pro moon gang.
1: <laughs> pro moon gang and pro moon though.
2: Pro moon pro trash.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm still coming down from a uh, wolf moon at the end of last week.
1: Oh yeah. How'd you guys
0: spend your wolf moon?
1: St- oh, uh, her majesty did like some candle shit. I, you've Ooh. got
0: candles burning in the background right now miles
1: yeah it's because i got truth. my room smelling I, look i'll go going on a tangent right now but i my room smells like my like family house in japan and i've it's a it's i'm not joking it's been a mixture of japanese incense blunt ash and like various scented candles and i've dialed it in this week and that's why it's actually in frame right now just to you know, Beautiful. preserve the scent in my room for people. This is where I, this is what I've gotten into because I can't go anywhere. Like my nose has become very sharp. And I'm like, I'm like, I know this. Mm. smell. This is when I was here and blah, blah, blah. And then I start trying to like reverse. Uh, what was that? What's that? phrase engineer reverse engineer odors and things yeah. i see
2: a daily zeitgeist candle line in your
1: yeah picture. yeah yeah very esoteric hyper specific yeah miles's uncle's house in japan
2: backside records
1: backside yeah. records that's his nag champa and like optimos probably
0: my childhood bedroom would have been uh renaissance fair incense and dr shoal's you know
2: what my friend uh, Tess Lynch did a good dive trying to find out people were posting about how GameStop has a very specific smell and everybody was like what's up with the smell of GameStop is it just because it smells like incels coming to get their video games and then she found the answer which is that it has a specific smell because of the cases that the video games come in like degrade in the sun a little bit, or like there's some kind oh, of chemical that interacts th- from the plastic, and so it smells like like melting plastic a little bit.
0: Yeah, so that's oh. definitely giving us some form of cancer. Uh, oh yeah, slowly.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's I guess the same thing. Like you know, you have an old computer and it starts to smell, and you're like, my old com. I'm like, it's rotting.
2: Fred. Anytime you, anytime you can smell plastic.
1: Yeah, it's not or good. just like a thing <laughs> okay. that isn't biological. You're like, oh no, 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 yeah. no. Uh,
0: what is something you think is underrated, Molly?
2: Underrated. Uh, I'm gonna say pie, the food pie. Okay. Is underrated, and the food cake is overrated.
0: What? All right. Let's let's get
1: into this. Whoa. Um, wait, isn't that 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 kind of lines up with us? So, or wait, are you you're more of cake a cake guy? Yeah, you're yeah. cake god, cake and gang. I'm pie god. Okay. I'm like
0: super sugar like addicted. So I like I like a good sugary like like that. Uh, what's magnolia uh, cupcakes that are basically just crystallized sugar? You like crack. a birthday cake? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever cake. had
2: a a king cake, Jack? Mm-hmm. No.
0: Oh. What
2: is that? It's a Mardi Gras cake that is basically like a really good coffee cake with like a cream cheese frosting. And it's kind of like a cinnamony, just like super sugary. That is a good cake. And I ordered one like last week because, again, we can't go anywhere. So I was like, what can I do for fun? I'm going to order a king cake uh, because my boyfriend's from New Orleans with the home of the king cakes. And... Then, like three days later, his mom sent another one because she didn't oh. know we had bought one. It. So then we had two.
1: I love what? it. What? Yeah, Wait, first where time is- I had king cake fucked my mind up because I thought I had had everything, and I was at a wedding, or like close to Mardi Gras, and like the like the dessert spread had like little mini king cakes, and I was like, I don't need this. And a local was like, You never had one? I'm like, No. And they and I ate it, and it was like, I saw the universe.
2: Yeah. It looks Moreland's- like coffee
0: cake to me with uh, that's just been dyed uh, Marty rock colors. That is that what now? it's like.
2: But it's also like if you're if you're a sweet guy, if you like a yeah. sweet thing, it's like just on the verge of like too sweet. It's so mm. good. Yeah.
0: yeah, that does sound like me.
1: It's funny. with So the pie thing, right? I feel like I went the like opposite direction. Where as a kid, I loved super sugar, sugar, sugar. Like if if it made my mom upset that I was eating it in front of her, I was like, yeah, that I want that.
0: <laughs> nah. But
1: then over time, I really had I developed an appreciation for the pie because it was like the filling wasn't as sweet, but had really good flavors. And then I was like, you know, pie crust for it not being like overly sweet. I'm like, when it's good, I'm like, this shit is good. Yeah. So I kind of shifted over to pie. Because I like I lost my sort of sense of like hyper sugary shit, but I still love it, don't get me wrong. But now I just like the pie a little
2: bit. I feel like there's something, up. it's like a little Californian thing of just like I gotta taste like something real in there somewhere. Right. Mm. I need like a like a fruit one. Right,
1: right. Or the the mere hint of a lime rind or something. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it can't yeah. just
2: all be all be like different variations of sugar.
1: But yeah. if I had to choose between like an amazing funfetti cake and a pie, I would have a real dilemma.
2: I can't I just don't like frosting. I don't like cake, plain cake frosting. I like whipped cream frosting is good. Cream mm-hmm. cheese frosting is good. But just kind of your regular birthday cake because like sugar never done flavored frosting. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Sugar
1: cement.
0: That's interesting, the the California of it all, because uh I definitely picked up my taste in garbage like along the stops of like I I am a fan of Mountain Dew because of my time in Kentucky. Uh, Probably like got my taste for just super dense, sugary things from somewhere in there. Definitely not California.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I like garbage, too. And obviously, California has a lot of sugary garbage of its own. Uh, But just, yeah, whenever I go to new orleans with my boyfriend there's like a point i reach where i'm just like and everything is so fucking good there like every food is amazing but i always reach a day where i'm like i need a salad (laughs)
1: yeah
2: (laughs) i need a salad that doesn't have ranch dressing and fried shrimp on it
1: exactly i remember yeah the my my first time there at the end i was like i i've had frickles every day at least twice a day. Now. Oh,
2: I eat fried oysters like five times a day. Yeah, like there. I'm. So good. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. I'm, and pickles you know, are t- fried pickles. Yeah, oh, yeah. So oh my God. I mean, and you know we have them everywhere, but like they're they're every like in New Orleans they were everywhere, and I love pickles. And I was my first. I was like, yep, we're eating everything all the time. Did you or get your king? Ca- Did you order on Gold Belly or something like that?
2: No, I ordered uh, from Haydell's directly, which is a New Orleans oh, place. Um, there are some places in LA you can get them in South LA. Right. Uh, but I, they weren't, didn't seem there. like they were open right now necessarily sure, sure. also. So, yeah, I ordered one from Haydell's and Johnny's mom sent us one from a, a more local one called Marguerite's and they were both amazing.
0: And what is your favorite pie? What's top number one pie for you?
2: Cherry pie. Number
0: wow. One. Cherry pie. Wow. Okay. I never again, had a good cherry pie.
2: Kind of, kind of goes against my own argument where I'm like, I don't like sugary things. I like cherry <laughs> pie. Yeah. Uh, Cause cherry pie is super sugary, obviously.
0: Yeah, but it's got chunks of things that aren't sugar in there, so.
2: Yeah, but they're still like (laughs) they're in like a a gelatinous (laughs)
1: sugar (laughs) sugar holder. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah. But yeah, I like that. My mom makes a really good apple pie and a cranberry pie, which is like a New England pie that's really fucking good.
0: Damn, you have to be confident in your pie game to make a cranberry pie because that shit could come out. Real, real bad.
2: I've gotten really into making pies during during COVID. It's it's something to help makes me feel like I'm doing something from start to finish.
1: Cooking has also been my thing too, of like a activity that gives me instant feedback.
2: I love to chop. I love to just like slice and dice. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel relaxed.
1: It's because again, I like especially towards the end of last year, like and the election and like everything was just fully spinning out i was retreating to cooking constantly and be like yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna like razor slice these it's <laughs> the celery stock for yeah, a mirepoix later s- i don't know fuck it
2: yeah let's why not i might need that celery stock i yeah. i definitely did that and the first thing i did when covid started was i started a podcast about summer house on bravo That was like <laughs> I felt so stressed out, and for some reason, I was like, "I feel like just like doing a podcast is going to make me feel less stressed out, even if nobody listens to it." <laughs>
1: right, right, right.
0: Miles, I number agree. one, number one pie,
1: number one pie. Ooh,
0: I mean, mine is key lime, which is a cake ass pie. So
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Mine is um, homegirl. Who's homegirl? Who won the KCRW? The the NPR apple pie contest. And then she had a restaurant on Fairfax. She's like the local pie God. Um, and she has like, she would have her stuff at like dinosaur and cough. Anyway, she, she talked she was on NPR one day talking about this July flame pie that she makes that the July flame is apparently this, a, a peach that, at a, in a, a certain part of July where the heat gets very intense it depends on the summer when the heat is very high it can create a thing called like the July flame peach um, that has a lot more sugar in it and it's just like way just by virtue of the sun it's just like a like a one week out of the year you can harvest this pie. She was talking about it on NPR and then she said, I, I, so I have them out here. Like I talk to peach growers so I can always get my hands on them. Cause they make the best like pies you can barely need sugar for. And she's like, yeah, I have a couple right now. They're around the city. And She's like, yeah, if you go to dinosaur, um, there's, I have some there too. At the time I lived like 10 minutes away from dinosaur coffee and I called my, I got it. And it was so good. Cause I love peaches and I, it sounded mythical in the telling of like, like where she got this peach, but it was so sweet And you're talking about a Marie
0: calendar, right? (laughs) Yes. Marie Kondo. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: Peaches have the, I think the highest peak of any fruit. Like when there, when it's peach season like that, you know, that shit starts hitting so hard.
2: I think maybe it's also because we're in a time now where we can't just get everything we want all the time anymore.
0: Right. Right. There is a difference between like non-peach season and in-peach season. So we're like, whoa.
2: (laughs) I just (laughs) like that. I've sort of gotten into it just because we have to, you know, but just sort of like you get whatever you get. If you go to the farmer's market, like whatever is in season, that's what you get right now. Right. And you can't just have something from the summertime in the winter, even though we live in California all the time.
1: Yeah. It's Nicole Rucker. That's who it was. Oh, that's shout who I Nicole was going to guess, actually. That's who it is. Yeah, she's I mean, she's... In, it's Nicole she's Rucker's incredible. the GOAT.
2: incredible. Yeah, I think she has a place down at the Grand Central Market now.
1: Yeah, because Fiona is the spot that closed that she had to go yeah. down. That's what I was thinking of. Anyway, shout out to Nicole Rucker, the she pie She has a... Yeah, she has
2: a rad book, too, actually. That's kind of what got me into the pie game. She has an amazing, amazing cookbook that's Dappled? all about... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean...
2: Dappled, all about yep. using fruit, amazing yeah. fruit stuff.
1: Anyway, yeah, Nicole Rucker. For people who are just even interested, you could tell based off the energy coming from Molly and I. were like, "Yo, get!" Yeah. she's she has. She's fantastic chef, but her pies, especially, are like she because that's what. Again, she won like one of the old school NPR apple pie contests or whatever, and that first elevated her star. Mm.
0: Uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. and we're back and uh let, let's talk sedition let's talk about them insurrectionists uh mm-hmm. because yeah it seems like i don't know it, it, we're we're in a weird between like we hear about one of the guys who starred in all the footage from the raid on the capitol oh, getting you arrested
2: mean the, the american shaman
0: yeah, yeah, we hear yeah. about one of them getting arrested. The, but sorry, it also- sorry. The
2: QAnon Shaman, I, think shaman. Amer- I believe American Shaman is what they call Jim Morrison on a poster.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, probably. But it, it feels like all it, everybody should have been arrested by now, like all all of them. And uh, any claims that they would be like flooding the court feel a little disingenuous, since all courts are already flooded uh just seems like a matter of priority but uh some of them
2: are out on bail already too yeah like real cheap bail too like a lot of them yeah that girl who everybody was doing memes about because she like laptop lady yeah Mm -hmm. laptop Laptop daria yeah
1: yeah it's i mean you know and a lot of it too we've we've, uh i think maybe mentioned on a trending episode but a lot of people who are like coming from you know law enforcement or whatever, like a lot of those people are getting let out so they can self own out in the wild again uh, right. to like further incriminate other people because the second these people oh, let right. out, they start all... going like, "Yo, delete this." Because laptop Daria went and immediately deleted stuff, told other people to delete stuff, and they're like, "Thank you for well, pointing she out got, to other people."
2: She got outed uh, as sorry, outed is probably not the right word here. Her ex girlfriend was like. Oh hey, my middle school girlfriend stormed the Capitol. Wow! Stole the laptop and then like posted all these pictures of her and this girl in middle school, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that's so weird." I went to that middle school too. We all knew that girl. That's so weird. She's a (laughs) a seditionist now. Yeah,
1: cool. Ah, yeah. So I guess uh, that superlative in the notebook was or the yearbook was pretty accurate. Most likely to lead us uh, in insurrection, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, I, as we as we look at this, we're always like, who are they getting? When are they getting them? Because I, it's it's so front of mind, you know, because we saw what happened, and we're like, uh, justices, ah, whatever. It's just us. So when you look at all the categories of people, you start to see how the the feds are actually handling this. So the first group that went down after the insurrection is what they called the internet celebrities or the influencers, which were you know, uh, P-Jet Patty, Auschwitz Hoodie Guy, Lectern Man, QAnon Viking, like people who we knew just colloquially based on like the photographs and things like that. Those are people they just swept up easily because most of them actually ended up getting out like or being uh, identified by their friends and family. So they're like, cool, great. Then the next tier that has is getting a lot of attention are the people who are actually uh, that were getting violent with the police and those are a lot of the people that we haven't heard as much about because they're trying to build much larger cases against these people. And for the most, I was like, oh, right, because I remember the dude who was getting crushed in the door or like, obviously, there was the officer who was killed with a fire extinguisher. But we're now also seeing other things that the Capitol Police Union is talking about, like an officer was stabbed with a metal fence stake. Um, others are like dealing with cracked ribs, spinal injuries. Uh, and and we've saw how they were dismantling scaffolding or whatever to attack police. So that's like the next group that they're very much being like these, we have to get these people off the street. And then the third group are the people that planned and came prepared for like war. That's, those are the people that they're taking a lot of time on because these are, these are the people who are going to get conspiracy charges The like, uh, who knows a whole stack of felonies. Maybe. Didn't
2: even occur to me they were really going to charge these people because the whole thing was so, I mean, everything's been so weird for so long. It's right. like each time it escalates, it's like, oh, no, I, don't know. I right. guess this is happening now.
1: Right. And it's hard to think like because we're so used to seeing a justice system that is does not function at all. The everyone's first instinct was like, damn, all of those people just got away with that shit.
2: Right. Cause and also because we know that if it had been like a like a leftist protest that the cops would have been, you know, doing more violence on the protesters.
1: A lot more rubber bullets being shot out for sure.
2: Yeah. The whole thing. I just feel like it was like everybody was a little traumatized and being like, yeah, yeah, it was so funny and weird. And then like a couple of days later, it came out like, oh, no, they might have like
1: killed everyone. You know,
2: they were trying to like kill everybody. And we were like very close to that happening.
1: Right. Yeah. We're just kind
2: of like, and it didn't not happen because like some, you know, some strategy. It really seems like it was just lucky. Yeah.
1: yeah. It seemed absolutely. It seemed more like out, out based on circumstance that there were like yeah. a couple things went the right way at certain points to keep people safe.
2: Right. Like we still don't even really know. Like AOC said something about like she thought there was a moment she thought she was going to die. Like we still don't even really know what happened right. in the Capitol during those few hours.
1: Yeah. And I think that's how we're going to begin to see over time more and more, like just the depth and just how dark this whole situation is. But the group that are they're really looking at are like you know the Oathkeeper types, the militia groups, and they the like the Feds talk about that there's three affiliates of Oathkeepers who they were monitoring, and they know they had an effort to like obstruct the counting of electoral college votes. They have text mes- messages that talk about logistics. And committing violence, like on, like on behalf of the president, for weeks before this actual moment, and they're saying like even if they aren't the ones who got as violent as some of the other people, like that they have on wax, this is the one that they're really focused on because they're like these are the people who are aren't just going to be a threat as they say on January sixth. These are the people who are the seventh, eighth, ninth, February sixth that are like long term threats that they have to identify because while yes. All the people who just self-owned, taking selfies in the Capitol and trespassing and all that—they they will their time will come. But it seems like right now they have to. They're really trying to get their handle on the more organized people that are like out here training, like in real time, for some kind of additional attack or something.
0: I mean, it seems though. Like if they if they were taking this as seriously as they would if it was a leftist or a Black Lives Matter protest or you know uh, Al Qaeda or any you know sort of uh, threat that they take seriously and use excess violence against like they could have arrested all eight hundred of the people who uh, you know charged into the into the Capitol and you know, charge them with criminal trespass. And, like, it's a decision that they're not. Like, it's...
2: Oh, yeah. It's also, like, they let it get to this point by not treating it like a threat the way that they treat non-threatening things like a threat. Right.
0: Right. I mean, the person... The FBI director is still Christopher Wray. Uh, Same FBI (sighs) director under Trump. Uh, It's, like... Yeah,
2: and... I mean, a lot of leftists immediately were like, oh, they're just going to use this to like make a lot of rules about how you can't protest that are then just going to be used to like screw people on the left more. And that is right already happening. Yeah. yeah as opposed it's to like,
0: prosecuting the very specific people who did this thing. Uh, yeah. They're just making broader rules that they can use to their own, uh, you know, however they want. Um, yeah. It, right, it, it, I saw a
2: lot of people being like, this is just going to get us like Patriot Act Part 2.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, especially like when I think while a lot of people are trying to be quick to be like, "Don't call terrorism," "Don't call terrorism," "Don't give them more," you know, uh, rhetorical momentum for more anti-terrorism bills and budgets and things like that, because that's not what is this is, and there are already laws to handle this. It's just that y'all have to stop doing the thing of like, "Well, is it white people though?" <laughs> <laughs> And
0: just in general, like we've we've talked a bunch on the show about how you know historically, uh, the first failed fascist coup is not the last uh, attempted coup, and sometimes they're followed by more organized and effective fascist coups. Uh, and you know, the one way that you can see them doing this moving forward is by focusing on QAnon. Uh, and the demoralization and anger, and trying to focus that into more, more uh, yeah, more focused and extreme white supremacist ideologies. There's like minutes after Biden's inauguration, there's this five thirty-eight article that looks at like commentary on some of the far right uh, apps, and it's like people from. Uh, the right, we're saying, like, don't let this moment slip by, capitalize on their anger, radicalize and demoralization will give way to will give way to righteous hate in defense of what they love. Uh, that's like a militia person. Never let a crisis go to waste uh, like it's a concerted effort to take the you know, blind and sort of misguided outrage of QAnon and try and direct it into something more organized and less, I guess, diffuse and just aimless.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I don't know, it, the hunger of, like, these militia groups and other extremist groups to, like, court the QAnon people. is Oh, yeah, really-
2: I hate how totally correct Robert Evans was about everything. Yeah, <laughs>
0: right. <owner.
2: laughs> the whole time I was like, "Could it happen here? Oh, I guess it could right. happen here.
1: It happened Fine. here. It happened here.
2: Yeah, it happened here. Could
0: I mean? I guess the this article points out that one thing that they're be, being a digital cult like the organization disadvantage that they have is that they can't take everybody and put them out on a farm, isolated I mean, from society."
2: There's a few reasons they're disorganized. Right. Right. There's also, maybe we'll get to it later, the Jewish space laser.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It's a little like, all over the place.
2: Like, it's hard to organize when a lot of the things you believe in aren't real.
1: Right. Yeah. it's like, Or the
0: well, things that's... you believe in are lighting fires all around you. Uh, <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Can't keep uh, track of it all.
0: The, um... But yeah, I mean, the... So, like, there they wrote about how some of the Q people, Q supporters, have been converted by people just being like, "Come on, like, look, look what happened. Look at look at the inauguration." But yeah. um, you Come know, on. they they're the people who are able to, you know, be like, "I uh, my bad," and then they're the people who are not able and who are going to go deeper and just kind of
2: imagine being my bad after like
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. completely
2: like alienating your entire family like losing everything that you hold dear because you believe in this thing and then you're just like oops yeah, yeah that was
1: like me at 14 when I wanted to be the rock yeah similar things I I, I cast aside my family name from my diploma so I could be say my middle name was Rocky and it was a whole controversy is that true yeah uh, <laughs> And then and then came back and was like, "Yo, my bad on that." Like after
2: graduated high school,
1: I was like, <laughs> okay, "That was but, a little selfish."
2: Okay, but Miles Rocky Gray, <laughs>
1: yeah, it was dope. And I was out there. I had the fucking eyebrow going because you know there weren't many Blazers. Dude, now heroes. I
2: see it. Wait, you just did the rock eyebrow, wow. and now
1: yeah, to
2: For bring the it millions. Back- did you like and that Wyclef yes. song to bring it back to the Wyclef? and? Joe oh yeah, today? I had all the
1: remix albums. I mean, it I was doesn't awesome.
2: matter. You get that at It Backlight doesn't it matter.
1: Yeah, it was that, that's ooh, that was a joint. But yeah, I, I I mean, it wasn't quite QAnon, but I I think everyone's had moments. It's curious to see like how many people have actual "My Bad" on that one. Uh, returners uh, who are coming back because I don't. When I read stuff, I'm I've been kind of split on seeing things on the internet where some things seem too self aware that I'm like not sure if someone's just trolling in these like forums and stuff to try and like bring right. people out. Writing or if, fiction
2: being like, I thought this was real, but now I see that yeah. it was wrong and stupid.
1: And I've lost my family. Yeah. And other ones seem like then anecdotally I do hear they're like, Hey, they're like I heard from so and so in a long time. Yeah, and uh, because like the last thing was like we there was a fork in the road because I wasn't willing to believe something they said about Chinese spies.
2: I mean, if you really thought Hillary was going to get executed on stage at the inauguration or whatever, and then it didn't happen, that would be really disillusioning.
0: Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I mean, they break it down into three categories. There are the people who are like, well, so the reason that didn't happen is because mm-hmm. that inauguration was actually filmed uh, weeks ago and mm. the real one actually happened and they mm. were executed but like you didn't get to see it because oh, Trump is uh, and then they're the people who are going deeper into extremist ideology and then yeah the people whose friends and family uh, are better people than me uh, and they like, come on back
2: I, I saw one I didn't know if it was fake where it was like they actually did a face off when you see right. Biden getting inaugurated, it's actually Trump wearing Biden's face as a <laughs> yeah. mask.
0: Yeah. And I like that one.
1: I the, I really love that one.
0: Kamala uh was not actually sworn in because there was a zipper on her bible and so she had her purse in between her hand and the bible. Uh like <laughs> that that's a that was a theory that was going
1: around. Wait, on. that's a
2: real theory. That's Yeah.
1: Um, crazy and there's another like dc was like an autonomous country therefore two people couldn't lead it at one it, there was so i mean credit to some of the people who with a uh, zero understanding of legislation or law or the constitution <laughs> right. just took hunt and picked words and combined them into this loose logical explanation as to like don't worry all good all good all good
2: it's also so crazy to me too cuz it's like the calls coming from inside the house like if you're looking for a child trafficking conspiracy like yeah. Elaine is still in jail and right. they still really haven't talked about all the details of like uh why people were being protected by the US government to like do some child trafficking for decades. Yeah, yeah. there's a
1: lot of question marks still with her testimony it's like we don't we have no idea what's going on in there.
0: <laughs> That's what's kind of fr- like I was reading the um Jewish space laser uh thing from Marjorie uh Marjorie, we'll just call her I can never Q-Nam remember. QAnon lady. QAnon yeah. lady, but she like in her long ranting post that is like, I'm just saying they put the uh, satellite up there and who knows, people are reporting uh, beaming light that came down and started the fire, like just wild uh, unhinged shit. There's also stuff in there that is, you know, she's pointing out that uh, I think it's Diane Feinstein's husband is like the main contractor in charge of the like this major project the uh bullet train line between la and san francisco like that's the sort of shit that like does happen and is bullshit and like there there's enough real stuff out there but they they like choose to focus it on you know it's sort of a natural consequence of, like, all the information being available uh, and, like, 75% of it being bullshit.
2: Once you get into the Da Vinci Code stuff, too, which is what happens to all these people eventually, they're like, oh, well, like, her name starts with L, right. which, like, corresponds to this letter in the Kabbalah. Right. And, like, they did this many, you know, whatevers, and that's how we know. It, it just gets to a point where it's, like, indistinguishable from certain kinds of mental illness. Right that also make you feel like you're understanding everything. Right, right. They're addicted. They're addicted to the feeling of like, I'm about to discover it. But I also, you know, I go down holes like that on the other side. Oh, yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, there were times I literally thought I was cracking the matrix up <laughs> Like on the internet. I'm like, hold on, hold on. What? Okay, now I got to do some research. But at a certain point, like... Some most people get they they have that realization of you don't know what you don't know, and if you can't do that, then yeah, this is this will continue down the path.
0: Right. Um, let's talk Frank Biden real quick. Uh, hey, Francis, Frank, Francis Biden, the president's <laughs> little bro. Uh, he also likes Frankie to B. use the family name in uh, advertising settings.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, uh, same shit, different party, Uh, Mm -hmm. but don't don't think uh, Frank Biden, Frank Biden ain't going to cash in on that shit. So he's a senior advisor for the Berman Law Group in Florida, and they're based in Boca Raton. And there was an ad featuring Frank Biden, uh, like a printed newspaper ad the day of the inauguration. And the ad is like talking about this lawsuit um, that the firm is leading against a group of like sugarcane companies, and the, and the actual lawsuit is like it's not bullshit. Like they're suing them because these uh, sugarcane companies apparently they're just like burning the stocks and it's it's causing a pollution problem, and it's a health hazard for the residents. And they're like, okay, we're here on behalf of those people to get you to stop this practice. But like this ad really just has like Frank Biden along with these quotes, like talking about the incoming president and <laughs> shit, and the family name. So, um, first of all, this ad says, the two Biden brothers have long held a commitment to pushing environmental issues (laughs) to the forefront. The president-elect has vowed to rejoin the Paris Agreement and wants to set ambitious greenhouse gas reduction targets, for example. And then it goes on Frank Biden saying, my brother is a model for how to go about doing this work. One of his central tenets is that one should never question another man's or woman's motives or assign blame to them. That way you avoid creating a disparity that prevents any kind of coming together. You can, of course, question someone's judgment. And that's what we're doing by bringing this to court.
0: Even his even his quote from his brother is rambling and it's it's ridiculous, (laughs) confusing and.
2: Does he make Biden seem kind of like on point? In comparison? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I that's...
1: guess. I mean, like,
2: apparently. That's what we uh, call Roger Clinton. Syndrome. Right, right,
1: right. Uh, you know, because first of all, Frank Biden is a non-attorney senior advisor there. So it sounds like you're just signing up my mans for the name. Uh, he did start working there, I think, right, maybe slightly before Biden announced his candidacy. Yeah. Um, but this lawsuit's weird. Fred Taylor, the old the running former running back of the Jaguars, is also part of this law firm. Is that I, something I
0: that just generally people do when there's a class action lawsuit? Is like get celebrity endorsements.
1: I maybe it helps visibility or something. Yeah. I don't know, man. But Fred, I was like, this whole loss, this whole like law firm's interesting. Like you have Fred Taylor and then Frank Biden. Like right, it's a who's who. <laughs> of legal
0: experts, Fred and Frank. Uh, yeah. Once he got Fred and Frank on board,
2: yeah, giving me big Frank Stallone energy. one hundred percent.
1: I'm hoping we this he becomes like he's he's a lot louder than he needs to be.
2: Well, I mean, the Biden family is rife with like fun, fun relatives. Yeah, fun. Right? Hunter, Hunter yeah. is. Yeah, it's
0: going to be hard to beat or even come close to matching Hunter. Uh, but.
2: Maybe Hunter and Frank can like team up.
1: Right.
0: Yeah.
2: Road trip.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. But yeah, it's weird. Th- this photo. If you just look up Francis Biden, it's so funny looking because it looks like if Biden was like a Florida con man. <laughs> it really does. It's so funny because it's cl- like, yeah, it's that's so his funny. brother. Like yeah. you're looking like, yeah, that's a you got Biden yeah. face. We
2: gotta we gotta make Frank Biden a star. Yeah.
1: And he's like, he's all sunburnt in this yeah. photo and he's got his like weird Ray-Bans on. And I'm like, yo, this dude That scamming. Like-
2: no, he looks like a like a Florida man. Right. He Florida looks man. 100% like he could be a guy from the Trump administration who you're like right. some weird scuzzy tan guy from Florida. Right. Right. It
1: definitely looks like the photo could either be a picture of Frank Biden or like a where are they now Trump administration edition of like people. Right. And it's like, and Frank Biden lives in Boca with a wonderful tan.
0: You have to wear a uh, like loose but still fitted T-shirt once you're over the age of 60 and move to Florida. Is that? Like that is, is that
1: just to like reclaim your vitality to be like, look at my muscles are still under there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like a vague. It gives you a vague body shape thing. Going I'm, I'm going to
1: wear a fucking tunic when I'm fucking 50. Oh, bro. absolutely. <laughs> out of here. I don't even, my clothes are getting
0: baggier it. and baggier the more I yeah. age. Uh, and finally, I want to talk about this uh, leader from the Proud Boys. Uh, his name is Enrique, Enrique Tarrio or Tarrio. So he got arrested a couple days before. I think it was like January 4th. Uh, and uh, it was for tearing Black Lives Matter signs off of a church and burning them in the street. Uh, there were pictures and video of him like with the signs and they were burnt in the street. So and he also had
1: two high capacity magazines on right. him with Proud Boy stuff, which is like a big, big no no. Yeah. Oh.
0: So uh, they he was being held uh, when the J- January sixth uh, insurrection happened, um, and Reuters went and looked into his backstory, and they found uh, that he is like one a Hall of Fame like undercover operative for the FBI, just like a John Stockton level dime dropper. Uh, Like he, uh, there's this quote from the Reuters article that is like a transcript from the trial. He got, so he got caught um, uh, in a fraud case where uh, he pled guilty to stealing and relabeling diabetes test kits which is just some real fraudster shit. Uh, And the trial, he got his uh, sentence reduced from 60 months to 13 because he uh, helped the prosecution of those running other separate criminal enterprises, ranging from running marijuana grow houses in Miami to operating pharmaceutical fraud schemes. But when you hear the uh, attorneys talk about him as an asset... It's like they're in awe of how much uh, he has done. They're uh, like,
2: no rat has ever ratted. Right,
0: exactly. Uh, as much as
2: master- this yeah. you might so have just call him rat.
1: Master Splinter, the level <laughs> of rat- mastery of ratting he's this done. This
0: quote from, uh, I think it was his attorney, uh, yeah, said, Your Honor, frankly, in all the years, which is now more than 30, that I've been doing this, I've never had a... Client as prolific in terms of cooperating in any respect. Um, wow! So that's that's their
1: leader. Good um, for him. Most people don't know what prolific means. Yeah, <laughs> Proud Boys won't won't be up. I mean, because I think now na- a lot of people are like, well, "What does that mean for Proud Boys?" I think it it ended a few years ago, like the last time he was. But I mean, once you go rat, you never go back. I can't well, imagine, also, especially when they catch you with high capacity magazines like that in the Capitol, and they're like, "Okay, so you want to talk again, baby?"
0: Yeah. Uh that's why they were so prepared for the January 6th insurrection. They were on top of it. Had, um I I actually kind of view it the other way though. Like it makes sense that the that like the dude who is the leader of this white supremacist uh organization that is treated so well by uh law enforcement is always like somebody who plays both sides. Like not necessarily that he's like you know using
2: What plays both sides? What Mm. if it's all one side?
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) What if
2: law enforcement already agree with the Proud Boys? Right.
0: And so they're all
2: in uh, cahoots.
0: Yeah. It makes sense that he's, you know. No, you think the guy leading America's fascist movement is at the forefront of blending being a criminal with being a cop. Like those are the two sides of America that uh, fash the hardest. So it makes sense that he's like on both
1: sides. But I'm curious what he does out of self-preservation, right? Because all of these people have shown themselves to not be loyal to the movement. He snitches
2: on other on other people, right? Right.
1: So because I know like QAnon Shaman was in the headlines this uh, over the weekend because his lawyer was like, "Yo, he'll help you bring. He'll give up Trump. Like whatever you need him to do. Like this guy doesn't want to be in jail because he needs his organic food. That they're accommodating him because he's white. That
2: was so infuriating.
1: Um, But like. I'm cu- I'm curious to see how this all breaks down because a lot of people like it, whether it's the internet celebrities of the Capitol raid who are like
2: I didn't know and he told me to do it,
1: <laughs> like how like what that turns into out of self preservation for these people that are facing some kind of liability and how that turns into you know whatever epic self owning for everybody.
0: But yeah, I'm sure he's doing it in a way that is beneficial to the long run interests of white supremacists right like and white enrique
1: check your own receipts
0: honey they don't want you right (laughs) um but yeah the i don't know it it just seems like they're doing as little damage and as, as much uh ineffective kind of investigation and taking down of of the fascist side of things which is Uh, A pattern, if you listen to uh, Robert Evans and Prop on Behind the Insurrection, that's a very easy way for them to make sure that fascism doesn't get stamped out when it first rises up. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about everything bagel ice cream. And we're back. And Nancy Pelosi uh told me about this new treat that she is stocking <laughs> in her fridge. Uh in your the, telegram channel called <laughs>
1: Lit Freezers.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh Jenny's, uh, which is what Nancy Pelosi had her fridge stocked with. It's like uh fourteen dollar a pint ice cream. Um it's that,
1: nine, Jack. Don't get is ahead it nine? of yourself. All right, all right.
0: Uh I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like twelve, maybe.
2: You guys are just like Nancy Pelosi. You have no idea how much a pint of ice cream actually costs. (laughs) I don't know, forty
1: three dollars.
2: So out of touch. (laughs) Uh,
0: How much is a banana? Yeah. Uh,
2: Did you guys read there is that interview with Billie Eilish the other day where she was like, I don't know how much cereal costs, so I ordered like what I thought was a box of cereal, and it was like fifty boxes of cereal.
0: Billy, she thought no. a cereal, a box Billy, of cereal was like $50. On, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: she doesn't now. Fucking
1: Billy, no. She doesn't, like, you're too
0: young. She probably doesn't even know what that means because she's That's been like, like, yeah. rich for so
1: long. It's and like it's combination a combination of like
2: you're a teenager baby. who maybe doesn't buy your own groceries yeah. and right. now you're incredibly rich and have no idea how much things cost. Because she,
1: she completely <laughs> you know? skipped that phase of life where you have like a little bit of money that you've earned and you try and go out to eat with your friends.
0: Right. That's right. a
1: very formative period. So if you go straight from I don't know, every time I go, my parents pay for everything to I don't know, my accountant. I have a card that my accountant gave me and I just I wave that at whatever I Yeah. I'm
2: <laughs> you don't have to choose between like seeing the movie and having dinner.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Woo. Or be like, all right, fuck it. Let's 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 figure out you got a calculator or just do it on paper with the tax. Okay, so we'll get nachos and then a quesadilla, and then we'll all have enough to go in the movie. And then maybe split a smoothie at the end. Okay.
0: There's also that point where you're growing out of like being young enough where it's still kind of cute that you don't know stuff. Uh, Right. Right.
2: Which is why it's not cute that Nancy Pelosi doesn't know.
0: Right. Right. It's It's a bad look
2: to have 500 uh, pints of really expensive ice cream in your fridge and people are starving.
1: And you're like, how much is a vial of insulin, Nancy? Mm. I don't know.
2: She's like, I don't know, like three pints three of cream. Three ice creams, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so this boutique creamery Jenny's it's not really boutique, it's a chain now, They're right? They're huge now. They're yeah. huge, but uh, they dropped a flavor everything bagel and... I don't know if it was viral marketing or whatever, but they. I'll call
2: it violent marketing. <laughs>
0: Ooh, they yeah. had uh, somebody who I follow and trust on socials, was like, I don't know how it's this good, but it is. And I was like, well, that's enough for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. I'm worried.
1: Because yeah, when I saw the thing, I'm like, get the fuck out of my face with this everything bagel ice cream.
2: My friend Goldie was like, come on, you cowards, like, put locks in there.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. yeah let's actually yes i, I right. would try that but you're gonna do it they they mention how you know the like cream cheese is like a great already stabilizer for ice creams as it is so you don't have to put in a lot of like artificial things in it so cream cheese is always like for for people who make ice cream isn't anything new um so i was like okay fine I see the logic there, but like, really, like, what's the description? They say it's cream cheese ice cream with everything bagel gravel. Yeah, right. So that I means mean, like poppy, here, sesame, onions, and garlic.
2: Here's what I think. Yeah, Wait, really like, onions and garlic?
1: Yes. Yeah, yes. man, that's
2: everything bagel. Everything right. bagel. The fuck, Jackie? I was just thinking like
0: salty. I mean, I love everything bagels and I like a salty, sweet thing, but I just. I, I didn't think it with garlic.
2: I'm blaming this entirely on the Trader Joe's Everything Bagel Seasoning Mm -hmm. that came out like last year where they put all that stuff in a shaker so you could just put it on stuff. And then in true Trader Joe's fashion, they started just making a lot of other products that have the Everything Bagel Seasoning on it. So I think kind of the idea of Everything Bagel, there's also just kind of like a bagel boom going on.
1: For who? You're late to the party, y'all. If <laughs> there's, there's been some, no bagel boom. There's I've been I've been down with the bagel boom since the eighties.
2: There's uh I just feel like anytime you make a savory ice cream flavor, you're dancing with the devil. Did you
1: ever go to Stinking Rose, the garlic restaurant?
2: Yeah, but I did not get the garlic the, ice okay. cream. Okay. So
1: I've had garlic ice cream before, and garlic ice cream isn't bad. You know, it's not like something I go, oh fuck. Get the garlic ice cream because it's going up tonight. But it's one of those things you eat and you're like, damn, I'm actually more interested because it's not bad. Like, it's- I
2: honestly think there are. Pro- yeah. I mean, like if they didn't call it ice cream, I think that's the key. I think if you made like a like I thought I think about this always in the summer, like soup popsicles,
0: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a
2: gazpacho popsicle and like a tomato soup popsicle. Maybe not a clam chowder popsicle, but just things like that, just thinking about it. (laughs) But I think you have
1: chili popsicle.
2: You got to call it like a granita or something. If you call it an ice cream, like people's minds go to sweet. And I feel like most of the time when people try to do savory, I don't really fuck with all those artisanal ice creams that have like fucking like duck skin in them or whatever. You know, there's been a lot of that lately.
1: Wait, there was? Man, I, you just gotta so put me like, onto that. Like stuff.
2: salt and straw, all their weird ass oh, yeah, flavors. Yeah, yeah. You know? Things where it's like a thing you wouldn't expect in ice cream that's in ice cream. Mm.
1: Right. And there's jury's a out. place. It's
2: bad. There's a place in Philadelphia called Little Babies that did a pizza ice cream. No thank you. Right. Like I don't want that. I, just... I respect its right to exist, but like but, no. Okay.
1: So it's one of those things. The idea you say no to, just like I would say no to everything bagel ice cream, no, don't need it, but we all have this morbid fascination to try you Would you not try this pizza ice
2: cream jack? I'll try oh, I'll anything, tr- okay. We'll try Let's anything start. for free right
1: <laughs> right <laughs> all right, then maybe Same. what we'll do is we could all go in uh, a couple bucks, maybe we'll have zeit because it's expensive if every if the listeners and all of us put in a dollar, we might be able to afford one of these pints
0: one of the everything bagel pints,
1: yeah. All right.
0: Did you,
2: wait, this is like related, but did you guys see the mac and cheese, the pink mac and yeah, cheese?
1: We were yeah, talking we tonight. talked about it. It made me week. hate mac and cheese more. I, by the end of talking about it, I was like, "Craft has lost its way." And it's like the QAnon aunt. You're like, I got to put you to bed now.
2: I just feel like you could make it pink without making it sweet. Yeah, like sweet absolutely. mac and cheese Easily. again. But then I'm like, isn't it maybe sweet mac and cheese is just kugel?
1: Um. Yeah.
2: A little bit. I think, again, it's like you just have to have different words for these things. You could talk somebody into a sweet pasta. You just have to not call it craft Mac and Cheese, but right. it's sweet because then your mind just reels.
1: Yeah, I guess Kugel would have been better. Because now that you say that, I'll be like, well, yeah, okay.
2: Because I'm pro like dessert pizza. I'm pro a pizzookie. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Pizookie, but a
0: pizzookie is like not mixing flavors. It's just like taking the concept of pizza the shapes and... Putting desserts in the shape of pizza, like I'm all about that. But like trying to make the base of the dessert actual pasta, I, I right, right, cannot abide it. Uh, BJ's,
1: that you say that that's one of those restaurants like in my late teens that you're like, yo, we're going to BJ's Brewery with our fake IDs, fuck out of here. And then you're like, we don't have, we shouldn't really, we can't really afford to drink in public. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
2: No, you can't afford the prices at uh any of those barcades. Those are for
1: Oh my god. The barcades, the barcade scene in LA is despicable. Yeah. I'm like, the, what? The, y'all are charging so much money for these games. Like no. Have you been to that one spot in Hollywood that's like the pizza 90s pizza arcade in the before? Oh times? no, I
2: haven't been in there.
1: Yeah, the pizza was okay. And the you know, they were they were going for an aggressive 90s aesthetic that just felt yeah. a little ham-fisted for me.
2: It feels ham-fisted, but then there was also that one in, in like, Down by Dodger Stadium.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That I was like, oh, this is so stupid. And then I was like, oh, no, they, like, exactly got all the <laughs> they games. They nailed it. That- yeah. Well, they got, it's the like good. it wasn't 80s games. It was, like, late 80s, early 90s games. So it was, like, arcade games. Like, you, we all right. would have played at a right. Pizza Hut. And I was yeah. like, mm, they got me. God damn
1: it. <laughs> you Bastard! I think Button Mash is still in business too. Maybe. I mean, I can't I imagine the barcade business is
2: like very, uh, popping right now. There's one in Echo Park that closed. I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: It's tough. For me, I did all the experimenting I needed this week when I got a peanut, a Reese's peanut butter big cup with chunks of pretzel inside. No, the Ooh. chips one. Oh, chips! I do not with chips. chips. Oh, really? Oh, the pretzel my. one is good as fuck.
1: Oh. My God! Uh, Her Majesty steals them from set and brings them here. Wow! Uh, like any good person, if you have a per- partner who works in production, they better be stealing from what? crafty for you and bringing it home. Yeah. Uh, but she came home with them and she's like, "You'll never guess what's happened." And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know what the fuck." You got a promotion, and she like, I I hadn't seen them, but the chip one is fucking potato. Really yeah, it's like about? ruffles. In yeah, there.
0: yeah. I will I will fuck with uh some potato chips in there as like a. You know, a salty accent. Like, oh, um, that if you're sounds tranded. crazy. I might, I might do this everything bagel ice cream.
2: You got to do it. I want to yeah. know.
0: I'm Let's do it, it doesn't,
2: especially because it doesn't have locks in it. Like it, it sounds like it might not even be that crazy. Like it'll right. just taste like a like a cheesecake ice cream, probably. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. The closest mm-hmm. thing they say is like if you've had a garlic ice cream that was good, Or it's just like it's subtle, it's there. But you're not like, what the fuck? It's like a frozen bagel. What the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. apparently has. But, goes but I
2: would do like, you know, I would do a sour cream ice cream. There mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. other, pl- you know, there's like a really good avocado ice cream, the Filipino ice cream. Mm-hmm. Th- things that you might not necessarily consider for ice cream, then you right. have it in ice cream. And you're like, actually, this kind of makes sense.
1: There's only one uh- way we find out.
0: Uh, and finally, besties. let's uh, let's just talk about real quick what we've been watching. See if anything comes up. Uh, I've just been binging Better Call Saul, The Simpsons, and NBA basketball. So nothing very interesting there.
1: Oh wow! Um, <laughs> and
0: that's it. for me. I've
1: been watching. Oh, so okay. Off the strength of you saying that the leftover season two is like one of the best seasons of television ever written. Mm. I started watching The Leftovers because I was here for Watchmen, and I was like, okay, well, let's see what we'll see what Lindelof did when he said a, a white guy was God. Mm. Um, and the show, I was, uh, yo, if it kind of fucked me up because it's a little ahead of its time, mm-hmm. uh, and it was sort of reading the future in—I mean, not that it knew it could foresee QAnon and things like that, but this the departure and how people that like represents a forking off for people on what they're believing is real. Yeah. Um had a I was watching it's like oh my this is so it was it was kind of uh turbulent to watch but it was actually you know elegantly written I will say.
0: Mm. Yeah, season 2 uh, I really loved. I for some reason I didn't watch season 3. Uh I yeah, I loved season 2 and I loved the pilot of uh of season 1. The, the very right. first
2: episode. I liked uh, Justin Theroux in Sweatpants. It took me through a lot of that show.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. very... Man, I was watching with Her Majesty. She's like, how is he so like sculpted? <laughs> and
2: I was like, I don't know. Maybe he has a
1: trainer or
2: something. We can look into maybe, that. Maybe his girlfriend doesn't bring him uh, peanut butter cups with <laughs> chips in them. Yeah.
1: Um. Right. But it's... It, I get it because he's uh he's i didn't I didn't know who he was like, aside from being with Jennifer Aniston, like I didn't he's I'm not funny. good at knowing actors
2: he's, f- he's also he's also a writer he's he's a funny dude,
1: oh, is, is he? he really?
2: yeah, he wrote, don't tell uh, me that,
1: Molly. come on, I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. He's got it all He's got it all, sorry. Got got to it all. T- sorry to tell you guys there are other handsome funny guys out there that can right. do it all. he is he wrote Tropic Thunder and
0: he wrote Tropic Thunder,
2: yeah. What? And I just I just watched something else that he wrote the other day, some other semi recent comedy. Wow. Yeah. Maybe he, he is he, God.
1: <laughs> the um He's really
2: funny also. Have you guys seen Wanderlust, the David Wayne movie where they go to a commune? Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 I have.
2: He's like the guru in that and he's yeah. so funny.
0: Yeah. Like, Does he appear he, in the other two, or is he just like a present in that? I uh, I really liked their Uh, idea of Justin throw like they Airbnb Justin throws house and it's like just this like weird austere thing but I don't remember if he actually appeared but he had to have agreed to it and it's very funny
2: yeah seems chill yeah uh I watched The Arrival from 1996 with Charlie oh, Sheen. Oh yeah,
1: not a rival. in the other way. The not a rival,
2: arrival. The, the arrival. arrival. yep. Wow. Yeah, where the where the legs bend the other way. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie Sheen has like a crazy facial hair arrangement in it. Right.
0: That's the one thing I remember from that movie is that he has like evil Jarecki beard. Uh,
2: yeah. It's on Hulu. And then, like, when he's supposed to be going more crazy, it finally grows out into a real beard. And that's, like, less stressful when it becomes a real
1: beard. (laughs) Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. You do. Justin Thoreau's right. No, these credits are ridiculous. Yeah. He wrote Iron Man 2. Yeah. What? Like, what? Where is this fool coming from right now? (laughs) So he's just, like, a
0: successful Hollywood writer that somebody was, like, Yo, that dude is really handsome. Who just pitched us something? <laughs> like,
2: I think a little bit. Yeah, I'm not what? sure exactly. And he's like best friends with Amy Sedaris. He's got, he's what? got it all. Damn, he's friends
1: with best friends with my Amy.
2: Yeah, he shows up on her show a few times as a. He shows up once as a ghostly sea captain. He's yeah,
1: great. dude. Tropic Thunder screenplay story credit. Iron Man Two screenplay credit. <laughs> Rock of Ages screenplay. Oh, that's by. what I
2: watched that he wrote. It was Rock of Ages
1: <laughs> and Zoolander two.
2: I also recommend Rock of Ages, which I watched. Wait, which really?
1: Is... Rock of yeah.
2: Ages. Have you seen it?
1: No. No.
0: I immediately like just the the preview of that immediately made me not want to see it. Yeah. But I I think Zoolander two is pretty good. Like Rock
2: I... of Ages. It's like a pretty stupid movie adapted from a jukebox musical about hair metal, right. but it has an absolutely incredible Tom Cruise performance in it where Tom Cruise plays like a hair metal guy. He plays like the leader of a fictional, super successful hair metal band, and his character's name is Stacy Jacks. It oh, is. that's
1: why on the poster, it doesn't say Tom Cruise. And it says, yeah. oh, it Stacey. says, and Tom Cruise as Stacey. Ja-. Okay, I was like.
2: You got to gonna... watch it because it's like everybody else in this movie is giving it like they're all. But Tom Cruise is seriously- Giving an is, Oscar-winning performance so, in Rock of Ages as, like, Brett Michaels, basically.
1: So Justin is basically the Tom Cruise whisperer, because if he wrote Tropic Thunder, he, he brought out one of, like, the most hilarious comedic performances of Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Was that where the tr- trust was built, where he's like... Tom, I gotta get you in Rockaway. They were like, "Look,
2: we have a brotherhood of like funny guys that are also really hot, and like you know, we can't let people underestimate us for being like hot guys with really strong hairlines. We gotta."
1: Yeah. Let them know Justin Theroux is not, also... not as strong. I was peeping that. I was like, okay. He was having an evolution throughout the leftovers with his hairline.
2: <laughs> Could oh, be a transplant. It? Who knows? Who knows?
1: Oh, yeah. Now that I'm seeing these promos for SNL, I'm like, hey, my man had the hairline gl- grow uh, glow Dude, everybody's up.
2: everybody's got a transplant that you mm. think uh, has got the good hair, usually. Yep. Those,
1: oh, yeah. Those leading men. Listen to my but. podcast called uh, Bitter and Bald Was I call out <laughs> the people who have fake hair. <laughs> Fuck that fucked me up I'm gonna have to watch Rock of Ages now I You should know. watch Rock of
2: Ages It's just also like I was It was like one of the Really bad days And I was like What is gonna just Completely bleach my brain out And not make me think about Anything going on right now And
1: it was nourishment
2: And it was Rock of Ages Yeah It's uh And it's also like All the songs are Good And They set dressed Miami As the Sunset Strip And it's totally weird <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: so strange Yeah just in terms of uh zeitgeist watching things we talked about uh Wonder Woman 84 and Soul they finally kind of put together some stats on that they were both watched by like 15 million people um so they we were trying to like figure out how big a hit those were they would have been like between the 5th and 6th biggest movie of 2019 uh so between Aladdin and Jordan Peele's Us um so it's not like they're just dominant, but they they're pretty big. So numbers.
2: Yeah, what else are people going to do but watch Wonder Woman?
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. It was like I think it's the, one of the few times I was at the pace of the regular world in terms of watching a new release.
2: Oh yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll watch something if it.
1: Uh, here.
2: Yeah, they bring it to my door. Right. Put mm-hmm. it on.
1: Versus mm-hmm. me trying to find like CityWalk parking discount like coupons and then
2: oh man oh. one of the last things i did before uh quarantine started was make a little short film at city walk called called where's gilane with my friend is Lane. because <laughs> i thought it was funny that she she's was last seen right at the in and out i was like oh what if she's just at city walk but like i remember i just was like oh my god it costs like 30 dollars to park at city walk yeah. but i'm gonna do it and now i don't regret it at all now i'm like man i'm so glad i went to City Walk, yeah, I'll send it to you.
1: Oh, please do, because that's my st- I, man. I used to run from the curfew well, sheriffs, like, fucking on too, the regular out there. It was
2: like the whole joke of my short film was that uh, that City Walk is this place that's like supposed to be full of people but seems semi-abandoned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, for real, it's it, uh, the heyday is gone. And now
2: every place is like that. So yeah.
0: the next big one that's dropping on HBO Max actually dropped on Friday, and I didn't even realize it. The uh, the little oh, the Denzel things. one. Yeah, the little things. Which is a title they gave that the title of a rom com, like a semi-earnest rom com, uh, and uh, it's a thriller. It's trying to be like a uh, Silence of the Lambs type thing.
1: Um, People are saying it's, it's the Slate had a headline. The only thing I saw was that, that said like it's shameless propaganda. They're like this this movie was made like decades, like should have been made decades ago for its right. take on like law enforcement. And you're like, oh. Huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, because the screenplay was wrote, written in '93. There you go. <laughs> you got it all there. Right after Rodney King. Wonder what. The... Huh. huh. Critical uh, it was a law enforcement.
0: <laughs> Molly, it's been so fun having you as always. Where can people find you and follow you?
2: Thanks for having me. You can find me on Twitter at Molly Lambert. Uh, check out my work with my friends at nolympicsla.com. For some fun videos and stuff about why the Olympics are bad for L.A. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll be back in the podcast sphere soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you will. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying?
2: I don't even know. I'm like, all I've been doing, uh, I've just been following like a lot of bird accounts.
0: Bird accounts? Like pictures of birds? Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's like one that just keeps track of birds in Central Park, and they just post like, here's a bird in Central Park, check it out, here's this duck no one had seen for a week, and now it's back. (laughs) Uh, They posted a snowy owl yesterday, that was the highlight of my day.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Oh man, Uh, let's see, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Grey, and also the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, talking 90 day. Uh, let's see. One tweet I like. A couple tweets. First one is from at Wonder Priscilla. It says, can y'all believe we used to just get texted a random address to a party and we just show up yeah. and walk in there and drink the drinks and shit? <laughs> like without even knowing whose party slash house it is. LMAO. <laughs> no <laughs> lies detected. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that mattered was which school's party is it? Mm. That was the only thing that mattered. Because that's the only thing I could used to figure out like if it was cool or if it was gonna be chill if it was gonna be something we would get into some shit but yeah we truly <laughs> or back then fucking printing out map quest printed directions to a house party where are my old people at mm. send me a what's retweet.
2: up thomas guide yeah, yeah.
0: exactly or you like know where how you're lie, caravanning freedom. you're following the other car
1: and then and, you lose somebody yeah and you're like, fuck and then like pull over on the freeway yeah and you're like yes fool and then you like,
0: the have to go to a gas station and like see if you see anybody else from your high school come through.
1: Right. Uh, you're like, hey, you gonna, <laughs> you're going to that kickback? All right, I'm going right. to follow you. I'm going to follow you. Um, <laughs> the password
2: and, uh, for the rave. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, next one's from uh, Blair Saki, at Blair Saki. Tweets, every time I see someone's public Venmo transaction, it feels like I walked in on them naked. And the last one is from <laughs> at Reductress. Uh-oh, these girl bosses only get paid in girl money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: shit. Uh, what we got here? What we got here? Uh, I like Blair Saki's tweet. Raspberries are chick. Little gumdrops from God. And I liked Cullen Swamp Trash Crawford tweeted, Your own personal pan Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien You can find us on Twitter At Daily Zeitgeist We're at The Daily Zeitgeist On Instagram We have a Facebook fan page And a website Daily Where we post our episodes And our footnotes Where we link off To the information That we talked about In today's episode As well as the song We ride out on Miles What are we riding out on today? Uh,
1: this is a track That I want to play Is one called Unas Horas And it's from Singe Clark Who is from what I've gathered, this, like, Australian producer who, like, makes, like, you know, in the year of our Lord 2021, 2019, and then 2020, is making sort of, like, throwbacky um like, ambient disco music. But it's, like, got really good musicians on it. Not that, like, they're known, but, like, you can hear that, like, these people are really good on their instruments. Um, and it's super easy to listen to, and it's funky. So this is from a new uh, mixtape or, or EP he has out. But he has another album I was listening to called Music for an Italian Afternoon. And you know your boy loves Italy. And since he can't go there, this track isn't. I mean, that album is also great background music. I'm all Mm. about the background music right now. So, But this one is Unas Horas by Singe Clark. All right. We're going
0: to ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this Monday. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.